Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, and joining me today is Brandon Pika. How's it going? Hey, yo. It's going great. We back for our final Final top top 10 episode for the season. That's crazy to think about. Three years. Yeah, this is our third season. This is our third top 10 tight end episode. And honestly, it seems like it's a fan favorite. We like it over here. I love doing it. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. I think what I like the most is what it means, right? Because every year we do the top tens. The right before, here. Yeah. Right before the, the season, season starts. Is here. It is. Man, love it. It's when our excitement starts ramping up for the season. And it's just the marker of our excitement for mm-hmm. our season. It really is. So here it we really are. is the, the mark of a, of a new season. So as you're listening to this, you're probably heading into the weekend with your fantasy draft, you know, like, like coming up, your fantasy draft is in a couple of days or in a week. Like it, it is time. So that's why we brought the top tens to help you. We're going to go over uh, the top 10 tight ends for the 2021 season, as well as some questions at the end, some, uh, some fun stuff to talk about, but we should mention this is our consensus top 10 list. It is a, uh, we're ranking this as a half-point PPR uh, league. And if you want to see more than just our top 10 list, be sure to check out BarelyAthletic.com. Check out our rankings. You can see our full consensus list of a lot of tight ends. I wanted to say all of them, but there's a, all of the relevant ones. So be sure to check that out. Uh, yep. Let's get into it. All right, starting off with the number one tight end on our top 10 list. Surprise, surprise, it is Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end last season. He had 145 targets, 105 receptions for over 1,400 receiving yards and 11 TDs. That is the most yards and tied for the most touchdowns last season among tight ends. If Travis Kelsey was a wide receiver, he would have finished as the fourth best wide receiver for the season, just beating Kelvin Ridley. I mean, when you have a tight end that is performing like Kelvin Ridley, that is a crazy positional advantage. Um, Yeah, Travis Kelsey last season had one finish outside of the top 10. One finish out of the games he played. I, You can't wrap your head around how good that is. One finish outside of the top 10, which was week seven against Denver. That was it. Every other week, he was a top 10 tight end or better. He had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games where he finishes the number one tight end. I mean, uh, he's averaging 94 receiving yards per game. Yeah, no problem for the man. What? How do you do that? He's averaging almost 10 targets per game. My question here now is, can he do it without the beard? Can he do it? Yeah, the beard is, a, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Maybe, maybe it's like, maybe he just he's, he wants it to grow back throughout the season. Maybe I don't know. You know how there's some like there's some like chefs that they go vegan <laughs> to reset their palate. Oh, and then work okay. Their way back up. Maybe that's kind of what he's doing. Maybe he's, he's doing trying, a, he's doing a reboot. He's you know, a reboot. It's a new he, approach. We, we got, you know, all the doubters. Travis Kelsey's he's he's getting up there in age. He's like yeah. what, like 32? 
or something 31. Like that. Yeah, he's about to be yeah, 32 this season. He's about, he's about to be 32, so you know he needs he needs that little reboot, recalibrate. Mm-hmm. We're not doubting. We're we're not going. We're not betting against this man. He's on that Dude's list. A beast. He's on the he's list on I talked about. The list last episode. The uh, a player that I'm never going to doubt. Yes, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Tom Brady. There you go. I mean, that's Complete about list. the list. Yeah, but, that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Here's a fun stat. He has been the number one tight end since 2016. 2016, number one. 2017, number one. 18, that number is one. Just 19, dominant. One. Just uh, dominant. His worst performance was in 2015. Five finishes the eighth best. Straight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, We're talking five straight crazy. years of number one. Yeah. And somebody <laughs> does that for five years, he can do it for six. Yep. So, boom. Not down. Enough said. <laughs> there's, st- I mean, there's no, I, I don't think anybody listening is doubting as well. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, his yeah, ADP. Yeah, this is an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. His ADP is 201, which yep. is slightly high for my liking. I would have liked mid second because uh, when I look at Travis Kelsey, I want to draft him as around the third or fourth best receiver. So if there's two other receivers right. taken ahead of Kelsey, sure. yeah, I would, I would think about picking him. Well, I mean, I guess if we're looking at ADP, right? You, you know, you got Tyreek Hill, then Devontae Adams, then Travis Kelsey. Yep. yep. It's kind of where you're at because you're you're sitting with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill at the end of the first. So, mm-hmm. you know. And Diggs is early second as well. Diggs yeah, is, I think, Diggs like is early second. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, a little high, but we also have to take into account the positional advantage as well. I mean, which is crazy. Pers- yeah, which is just crazy. Uh, but, you know, again, personally, I like drafting running backs right away. I want to get my running backs. Yeah. But Travis Kelsey is uh, on a good both? spot at the 201. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, so when why you not? look at the yeah. average fantasy points scored per game on a yeah. per-game basis, Kelsey, 20.9. Look at a player like TJ Hawkinson, very talented tight end, 11 right. points per game. Wow. Travis Kelsey's... A very large difference. Yeah, Travis <laughs> Kelsey's almost doubling the next tier tight ends when it comes to fantasy points per game. Yeah. So, yeah, go f- take him at the 201 because he's going to finish as the number one. Nothing's changed in this Chiefs offense. Pat Mahomes yep. is still the quarterback. Kelsey's still going to get targeted an insane amount, a stupid amount, some would say. He's going to get double digit touchdowns. He's yeah. going to get over 1,000 yards. Enough said. I think we've done Enough our convincing. Said. Travis Kelsey, number one. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, number two, Darren Waller. He finished as the tight end two last season. 146 targets with 107 receptions. Four over 1,100, almost 1,200 receiving yards and nine TDs. So he actually has the most targets and most receptions among tight ends last season, which if you told me that, I would have been a little surprised. I would have thought Kelsey would have uh, really taken taken the cake on on every single stat there. but. Man, Darren Waller. Who who needs receivers when you have Darren Waller on your team? I mean, yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to just work. I mean, they're going to get every last drop out of them. Yeah, I mean, and this Darren Waller was a player that none of us were really that excited about last season. Yeah, Yeah, he was fine. But we're like, all right, you know, he was kind of I think he was like middle middle of our our top 10. I think we might have had him at like like six maybe yeah i think it was like seven six or seven right so it's like 
none of us were were too excited about him. We're dead wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller was a beast last year, and this is again, like you said, who needs wide receivers when you have Darren Waller? That's the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, by far the most targeted player on the Raiders offense last season. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable what this man does. He, and he runs like yeah, a, that's like he's like really a receiver. Really, what makes the difference between the top tight ends and the drop off? It's mm-hmm. it's the volume and how much they're involved in the offense, right? You got your Travis Kelsey, who had, like you said, 145 targets. Darren yeah. Waller had 146, like top two tight ends right there. That's what's going to happen again. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're going to we're going to be in the same of, position. Yeah, the rest of the tight on, tight ends on this list. Spoiler: do not have that many targets. I think there's no. one other player on this list that has over 100. Which so, yeah, there's there's the drop off there. So Darren Waller, I love his ADP. 303. You can get a you can get a top three tight end in early third. So you can go running back, running back, tight end. You can go running back, receiver, tight end. Either one of those I recommend. I I talked about Kelsey, how he would have been the fourth best uh, receiver if he wasn't a tight end. Yep. Darren Waller would have finished as the sixth best. Yeah, I mean, as far as the early rounds go, Darren Waller is one of the best values. Mm -hmm. Arguably the best value in the early round. Yeah, Just because you get him in the third round and you get the sixth best uh, receiver. Yeah, obviously with stats, you get the sixth best receiver after like the eighth best receiver is drafted. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) That's a big thing. That's the difference between him and Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey's being drafted around uh, you know the the third or fourth receiver around their ADP Darren Waller's way down there. Yeah. So definitely get Waller if you have the chance. Yes. I, I, you will not regret it. Um number 3, George Kittle. What mo- I think most people's number 2, uh especially last year going into this year some people still have him as the number 2. Uh he yep. missed 9 games last season, still managed to finish in the top 20 in uh, in tight ends, 19th to be exact. Uh, in those few games that he played, he had 63 targets, 48 receptions, 634 yards, two TDs. When you talk about average fantasy points per game, he was third best right behind, you guessed it, Kelsey and Waller. Uh, he's really, he he really is the last of that top tier um, yeah. type of type of tight ends. So the the one issue I have with him and the the reason why I don't like his ADP at the 212 is because I don't know what's happening at quarterback. Yeah. Now, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a great connection with George Kittle. So if Jimmy Garoppolo does start, I would feel pretty confident in Kittle. If Trey Lance starts, I don't know what that connection's like. Right. I don't know. I mean, I know that we're comfortable Cord- with the outcome. Like, yeah. Yeah, we know and, what we're getting with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're not quite sure what we're getting with yeah, Trey Lance. It, it, it's tough. It's tough. Now, I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback heading into week one. I just don't know how this offense is going to play out if Trey Lance is the quarterback. It, it, could, it could be even better, right? Lance could see Kittle as the number one option. 
and he has the talent and the ability to do that. It's just I know what I'm getting out of Darren Waller. Yeah. I'm more confident in what I'm getting out of Darren Waller. So to draft Kittle earlier to me is a little bit crazy. Now, if Kittle was around the three, let's say the 305, 306, yeah, absolutely take him. Because if he's healthy, he is a top talent. If he's healthy, he is going to be just as good as Darren Waller. But when you're coming back from injury and when the when there's a quarterback competition, there's a little bit of question there. Um, the, the, I mean, he's still in our top three because his upside is huge. But you know, during those during those games last season, he averaged 81 yards per game. Uh, actually, no, the sorry, that's the last three seasons he averaged 81 yards per game. Last three seasons when he played, so very good stat line. I mean, it, it's George Kittle. You know how talented he is. He's on a a. I want to say a promising team. I don't want to say a great team, but he's on a promising team that is going to focus around Kittle. So him at the three is a, is a pretty obvious choice. Um, number four, TJ Hawkinson also finished as the tight end for last season. He is the only other tight end, tight end on this list to get over 100 targets. He's at 101, 67 receptions, 723 yards, and six TDs. Very talented guy. Very young tight end as well. I know we had some problems with uh, with uh, dropped passes, but last season he had the fifth most targets and the third most receiving yards among tight ends. Uh, he did have 11 drops, which was rough, and that was the most drops among starting tight ends as well. But if you look at all the players that are gone off of Detroit, you got Marvin Jones. You got Kenny Galladay. Uh, there's other people that I'm missing that aren't as important. Danny Amendola, maybe is he one of them? Doesn't matter. That's like more than half of the team's targets are gone. So there's a good chance that 101 targets that he had last season could go up. I think that that it's it's not possible. I think it's probable. I think there's a very good chance he can he can reach even. 120 targets, which is very difficult to find when it comes to tight ends. And it was a point that you brought up earlier when we talked about Waller and Kelsey, about the, the difference between these top-tier tight ends and the lower tier is the, the opportunity that they're getting. I mean, Kelsey, Waller, 140-plus targets. Hawkinson is going to try to compete this year with that. I don't think he's going to because, I mean, you, you look at the situation he's in. Jared Goff, <laughs> it's it's rough. Jared Goff's now the quarterback, but you know, Jared Goff made Tyler Higby look pretty good. I think he can make Hawkinson look even better. So it's the really the, I guess the the one player on Detroit that I have zero doubts on in terms of fantasy performance. Like I've I've no doubt that yeah. Hawkinson is going to be one of the better tight ends this season. Right. Uh, and and I think just because of the opportunity that he has, his upside is is pretty high, and that's why we have him at the number four spot. Yep. Which is the the first tight end outside of that mm-hmm. top tier. Yeah. Yep. And we have now dropped a tier. It's a very yes. uh, very important to to mention that. Um. But yeah, I mean, he's a pretty solid tight end four. Hopefully, he can be a little bit more consistent and figure things out. But yeah, you you're really not going to go wrong. T.J. Hawkinson his ADPs late fifth round and I would feel comfortable taking him there. 
Uh, another fifth round tight end and coming in fifth and finishing as a tight end five last season, Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens. 88 targets, 58 receptions for 701 yards and seven TDs. This is where we start getting into the more touchdown dependent aspect for the tight ends. When you don't have the targets, you're really relying on touchdowns when it comes to these, uh, these tight ends. So Baltimore Ravens, as we all know, ran the ball more than any other NFL team last season. But he, he was the one of the, the top targeted guys for Baltimore because there was really nobody else to throw to, right? Um, I, I did a, a fun fact about him. He had six weeks where he finishes a top five tight end or better, uh, which I guess is the third most among tight ends there. And it, when it comes to players at his level, he he's I, I would put him I'm very I'm more confident in Mark Andrews than really any other tight end on this list that that isn't Kittle Waller Kelsey to get a lot of touchdowns because we've seen it before he he does get more touchdowns than most tight ends uh, and that has a lot of value when it comes to to these tight ends so ten touchdowns last season in 2019 when he finishes the tight end four last season. Touchdowns were seven, finishes the tight end five. I can see a very similar uh, outcome this season. So he's going to borderline double-digit touchdowns. He already has a very good connection with Lamar Jackson. It's just the opportunity is far less than the other tight ends mentioned. All right, moving on to number six. This is where it gets a, a little bit crazy. We got Kyle Pitts. The fourth overall draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the highest among tight ends. This man is a freak of nature, right? Drafted from University of Florida. He's 6'6", 240 pounds. He ran a 444. That was his 40 time. He's the longest wingspan ever recorded for tight ends in the history of the NFL. He's now on the Atlanta Falcons. The same Atlanta Falcons that threw the ball more than any other NFL team last season. I can give you the stats here. Matt Ryan threw the ball 626 times last season. Holy crap. That's a lot. With Julio Jones gone, there really is a a need for another big-bodied receiver. And that's kind of what Kyle Pitts is. He can play receiver. He can play tight end. I'm, I'm telling you, he is the he, he's really a, a once-in-a-generation in a talent. Right, people are already comparing him to Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, like these big names. Kyle Pitts has the upside; he has the opportunity to be one of those players. And I really can't think of many better situations to be in than Kyle Pitts. He's on the Atlanta Falcons, a team that's going to force feed him. Like he's going to get. Uh, he could get 10 plus targets per game. He creates mismatches on the field. If you if you line up a linebacker, Kyle Pitts is going to outrun him. If you line up a corner against Pitts, just throw it up in the air. Pitts will I mean Pitts has a better reach. He's a better jump than most corners in the game. Like it's going to be very hard to cover Kyle Pitts. So when we talk about upside, Pitts is there. The reason why he's number six and not number four or five is just because we haven't seen it yet. 
right? He, he could bust. You never know. There is that risk to it when you're drafting a player that you know nothing about. His ADP is the 410. That's because there's so much hype around him. He is currently being drafted over TJ Hawkinson, over Mark Andrews. That's very risky. That is a very... You're, you're drafting him to be a top five tight end. And that's a that's too high for me. So if you truly believe in Kyle Pitts and you want to take a risk on him, you can draft him in the 410. But in my opinion, that's too high. That's too high for my liking. He needs to, in order for him to, to be the fifth best tight end, he needs to like almost break rookie tight end records which is going to be very difficult to do in your first season. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know about you. I think 410 is too high. I'd rather go with, I go with Hawkinson or, or Mark Andrews in the fifth. Yeah, yeah Pitts, I agree. I, I would much rather go for Hawkinson or Andrews. Honestly, I would even wait a couple of rounds and go for a go later for tight later end. One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But the players we'll talk about very shortly. But yeah, it, yep. Pitts does have the higher ceiling. Yep. I, I, he has the ceiling of a Kelsey and a Waller and a Kittle. It's just a matter of how long is it going to take for him to get there. Right. And I, in looking at this, six might be a little high for, for my liking because it does take, it usually takes longer for tight ends to develop. So, yep. you know, you can look at Cole Komet last year. He had a lot of hype. He didn't do well. He didn't have a good fantasy finish. That doesn't mean his career is over. He's still a, He's a potential breakout for this season, but yeah, it just it takes tight ends a while to 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 become fantasy relevant. Yep. Uh, moving on, number seven, we have Noah Fant for the Denver Broncos. He finished as the tight end twelve last season, ninety three targets, sixty two receptions, six hundred and seventy three yards with three TDs. Man, was that Broncos team awful! Holy cow! Uh, yeah, I it, it, it's tough. When it comes to Noah Fant, because he is 6'4", 250. He's fast. Uh, he's, he's talented, right? He's, a, he's one of those really physical guys. It's just the team that he's on. He's on a team with that, he's on a team that's loaded with receivers, loaded with, tar- with uh, I guess players who, who need targets. There's Jerry Judy. There's Cortland Sutton. There's KJ Hamler. There's Tim Patrick. There's even running backs like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams who can catch the ball. So the opportunity just isn't there for Noah Fant. And it last couple of years, it, it hasn't been there either. So he's talented enough, but the opportunity is, is what brings him down. Uh, and seven might... I, it's tough because I think seven is a little high, but then I, I really can't think of any other tight end that I would put above him. Uh, so yeah, uh, three touchdowns last season. That was not good. And the quarterback situation in Denver doesn't make it any better. Is it true lock? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? I don't know. And I don't like it. Put Aaron Rodgers on that team. No offense in my top five, but it's Cheers, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> it's yep. Drew lock. And it's looking more like drew lock. Yeah. They actually, maybe by the time that people are listening to this, they have announced their starting quarterback. There is reports that later this week they're going to announce it. So maybe at this point you know. 
And uh, sp- spoiler, depending on the out, uh, no matter the outcome, I don't like it. So yeah, so that's what brings him down. Uh, maybe he proves me wrong, but it's unlikely. It's unlikely he's going to finish much better than he did last season. Number eight, Dallas Goddard finishes the tight end twenty last season because he missed five games. Uh, during the games he played, sixty-five targets, forty-six receptions, five hundred twenty-four yards, and three TDs. So even though he missed five games last season, he still had the same amount of touchdowns as Noah Fant. I should, you know, I keep talking bad about him, but uh, yeah, he, he was averaging almost fifty yards per game, point three touchdowns per game. That was with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is still on the Eagles. This is something that should be mentioned. But Dallas Goddard is now the tight end one. It really sucks that Ertz is still on the team because they know how to use Ertz and he's dependable when he plays. But, you know, if if Ertz is out, if Goddard is the, the clear-cut number one, he should have a pretty good season. Now, the only issue is there's a lot of question marks around the Eagles offense. Jalen Hurts, is he going to take a step up? Right? What are, What is the receiving game going to look like for Philadelphia? Because theoretically, it should look good for Dallas Goddard. Because there's not a lot of receivers. They have Devontae Smith, they have Jalen Rieger, and they have Dallas Goddard. So Dallas Goddard should be up there when it comes to targets. We just didn't see it last year. So, yeah, it's just a, a bunch of question marks. But he's in our top 10. And he's number eight because if things do go right, if he does get targeted 75 plus times, he's, he's capable of finishing higher than, than where we have him. He, he can get 750 yards and, and six touchdowns. He can get 75 receptions, 100 targets. It's just all, it all depends on how this offense is going to work. They got a new head coach. Jalen Hurts is finally getting the start. I don't know how this is going to look. So I don't want to get too excited about him until I see it. Uh, number nine, Mike Gesicki. He finished at the tight end seven last season. 85 targets, 53 receptions, 703 yards with six TDs. Uh, finished as the tight end seven, but we have him as the tight end nine for this season. Why is that? A couple of reasons. First of all, Tua is now the starter. There's just more questions than, than answers with Tua uh, because he looked good for the first few weeks when he started, and then later he didn't look as good. They had to bench him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, it, we should mention as well the Miami Dolphins drafted a tight end, Hunter Long, because Mike Gusecki, his, his contract is running out. I think this is last season, so they're getting a backup of replacement for him already. So... Are they going to try to, are they going to limit Mike Kosecki and they try to get Hunter Long a little bit more reps? Am I crazy? It's Hunter Long, right? I, I just want to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure before I keep rambling on that, that, I'm, that I'm correct. Um, also, Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell are now on this team. They are going to get a lot of targets. They're, all of a sudden, there is a ton of weapons. For Tua to throw to, right? Jalen Waddle is is an absolute beast. I mean, he is very high potential this season. Will Fuller is, I mean, he's not going to play the first game, but after that, he should be the number one. There's still Devonta Parker. There's still Preston Williams, and now you have a tight, uh, uh, I guess, a, a little bit of a tight end competition. 
So that's what worries me about about Mike Kosicki. It's just uh, the opportunity is is very limited. I don't see him getting seven touchdowns, six touchdowns like he did last season. I don't see him getting 703 yards like he did last season. He could come close, but I feel like his his targets are going to go down, which means he needs to be more efficient. And when it comes to tight ends, you don't see that too often. But when you want to talk about efficiency, we can talk about our number 10 player on this list. That's Robert Tunyon, the tight end three last season. 59 targets with 52 receptions for 586 yards and 11 TDs, ladies and gentlemen. 11 TDs. That's tied with Travis Kelsey for the most among tight ends. Holy crap. Uh, are we too low on, on Bobby Tunyon? That's the question, mm-hmm. I think. I honestly don't think we are. Don't think we are. It's tough because... It is tough, yes. If, if we use the logic that I used for... Aaron Jones and and Devonte Adams, we might be because what's changed? Well, I, quite quite honestly, though, I think our logic with Tunyon, I not similar in the way of uh, Devonte Adams, but just, I just don't think there's going to be enough touchdowns, and that was Robert Tunyon's yeah. entire game last season. That was take, it was take all away touchdowns. Those touchdowns. He was bad. Ta- ta- yeah, take away the touchdowns, and he falls down into the same tier as like Dallas Goddard. And yeah, you I know, mean, like he can be a fall lower than that. Yeah, he he really can. I'll I'll tell you what you get without the touchdowns. Yeah. You get an average of thirty six receiving yards per game. Yeah, and an average of three receptions per game. Yeah, that's a yikes. <laughs> that's bad. Like that's so, that's really I, I think bad. Just based off of the fact, because if we're looking at the, at tight ends that get as many touchdowns as Tunyon did, it's just Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> so we can't expect the same touchdown outcome from Robert Tunyon. So I think he he just drops down. I don't see it. Like we said, nothing's changed. So what? what why should we expect him to get more yards than, than he did mm. and more receptions, you know? Yeah. But we, I think it's reasonable to expect less touchdowns. Less touchdowns. So. I, I agree with you there. Um, yep. His, his stat line in terms of average receptions and average yards is pretty much comparable to Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron had 3.7 oh, receptions per game and 7.2 receiving yards per game, finishing as a tight end 15. Eric Ebron just didn't get oh, touchdowns. God. Yeah. I mean, Eric oh, Ebron God. had better recep- more receptions per game, more <laughs> receiving yards per game. He just didn't have a ridiculous 11 TD. <laughs> so I, I was I was unaware of that Eric Ebron's dad, yeah. and that is not great. <laughs> so the floor for Robert Tunyon is low. Is very low. The ceiling is very high. That's why I like where we have him. Yeah, that's that's why he just makes our top 10 list. Yep. Because things can go really good, but things can also go very bad and just, you know, just like that he can have a, the same stat line as Austin Hooper. Like Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> That's why he's uh, he's this low. But yeah, I mean, you're looking like he had almost he had just about the same amount of yards as Dallas Goddard, and Goddard missed five games last season. Wow! Actually, Dallas Goddard yeah, had more that. targets. He had more oh, targets wow. and he missed five games. Yeah, and he was the backup behind Zach Ertz. So 
Yeah, it's okay. the the high risk, high reward type of type of tight end. Now his right. ADP is pretty low. It's yeah. the nine oh seven, but uh, I don't know if I want to take him there. I yeah, I don't think I'm taking him there. Um, I I I think I'd rather, quite honestly, I think I'd rather go for like a Higby. Yeah, over get, over get you can get you can get players like Higby later in the uh, in the draft. But like we said, we we have to have him in our top ten just because of the uh, his high ceiling. Yeah. His, you his know, upside like, is it, is hard to yes. find. Yes, it, so. it's just not a chance that I want to take personally. I had Robert Tunyon last year with his tight end three season, and really didn't feel like he was the tight end three. Quite honestly. Um, just because he, you know, you get so many of those games, like like we said, without the touchdowns, it's it's nothing. So if yeah, he doesn't score bad. a touchdown for you in a game, you're getting mm-hmm. four fantasy points, which doesn't feel good at tight end because you're losing that uh, that matchup at tight end yeah. every week unless he scores you a touchdown. Which honestly right. is the case for most tight ends, but it is that that's the issue with tight ends, right? right? But uh, and that, yeah. that's why that's why we've leaned more towards drafting early tight ends. Yeah, drafting a player like Kelsey or Waller very early on because yeah, let's say you have Kelsey and I draft a player like Robert Tunyon, who's on on most people's lists is within the top twelve. So I would be yeah. starting Tunyon and you'd be starting Kelsey. Wow, you're gonna score twice as many points as I am. Yep. Like it, it's a huge advantage to draft these tight ends very early. Because the difference between the top tier tight ends and the mid tier tight ends are the largest. It's larger than the receivers, top receivers and mid receivers. It's larger than the top running backs and mid running backs. Yep. I can even make the same argument for quarterbacks. So Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's the biggest difference when when we talk about the tier separation in in the positions. So, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Tight ends are always rough, and I feel like it's getting worse. So, unfortunately, yes. That that's uh, why we a, I'm, we've got a glimmer of hope with T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, but I'm really cheering for a not lot of a whole lot there. Yeah, and I guess Kyle Pitts as well. Yeah, I should Kyle say Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. T.J. Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts probably more so just because you know. We see the we well. I, I mean, guess we haven't be, seen the upside, but we can see he's got the potential. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm cheering right. for Cole Komet. Yep. I'm cheering for Adam Troutman. Yep, Pat Fryermuth. I'm cheering for. Screw it, I'll cheer for Drew Sample. I don't even care. Like Kevin <laughs> Jordan. We need more. We need more good yeah. tight ends yes, in this league because yep. it, it it sucks. If you miss out on a tight end, it sucks. Yeah. I don't want to end up with Logan Thomas, even though he finishes like the tight end three last season. I don't want to end up with him. Yep. It's just not fun. Um, the question is, what player on this list do you think will not be in the top 10 at the end of the year? Well, besides Robert Tunyon, I, uh, <laughs> besides Robert Tunyon, I'm going to go with Noel Fant. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't like the quarterback situation, and I don't like all the targets that are going to be dispersed between players. Like, you can easily tell the difference between Waller and Fant because Waller is the number one on the team. There's yep. nobody else on that team to throw to. Noah Fant, I can name you. I mean, I already named you like <laughs> yeah, five, four. six other people that you yeah. can throw to instead of Noah Fant. 
Yep. He's there if needed, not not he's, not he's not the guy. He's, yeah, he's not, not the, the guy. guy. He's there only if needed. So no offense the the guy for me. If he doesn't get his touchdowns up, if he doesn't you know, I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. He doesn't yeah, have any any upside. So Yep. Um and then what player outside of the top ten can finish as a top five tight end this season? This is a very difficult one for tight ends, but I am going to have to go Irv Smith for the Minnesota Vikings. ADP is the 10-11. Yep. He looked really good for the final four games of the season. Yes, he did. Final four games, he he was on a pace for 85 targets, 63 receptions, 777 yards, 13 TDs. TDs. In there. Oh, my God. Which, it, I mean, he's not going to do that. <laughs> no, right? he won't. Yeah, but that's le- that's his like upside. I mentioned before, yeah, it was Kyle- just Travis Kelsey and Robert yeah. Tunyon that had eleven TDs. Yeah, that the, the TDs are, so are not, not going to be that high. But uh, Kyle Rudolph is gone, and yeah. last season Irv Smith had multiple top three finishes: Week 16, second best; Week 14, third best; Week nine, third best. Yep. I mean, then he's had some some fringe weeks like Week six, eleventh. Week 5, 13th, I'd still take those. Yep. So he is a breakout candidate. And, uh, you know, he should get some targets his way. I, I do believe that Adam Thielen for the Vikings is going to regress. And Irv Smith should see a little bit more targets. So, you know, if you if you want to take a... If, if you miss out on players like Hawkinson or Andrews or Pitts or any of those... Higher guys, you could try to risk it and get Irv Smith very late in the draft, almost eleventh round. So, yeah, I mean, go take take that risk. Um, the reason why yep. I didn't, I, I wanted to mention players like Tyler Higby, right? Who right. I believe is going to be a, a solid tight end this season. But when you're talking about who has the potential to finish as a top yeah, we're, five, we're talking about upside here. Yeah, yeah, it, there's not a lot. There's Irv Smith. And that's uh, pretty much it. That's it. I mean, there's reliable players like Gronk yep. finished his tight end eight last season. Higby. Mm-hmm. I think that Jarwin's going to be good. I think that Jano Smith is going to be good. But yeah, when we're looking at players that we haven't named yet that has high upside, not a lot of options there. Because nope. you need to find players that have shown that they can do it and have the opportunity. And I have not seen. I, I, it's hard to see that with any other player. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, Irv Smith is our top five potential. And uh, that's all we got. Make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Check out our website, www.barelyathletic.com. Check out our ranking system and all that fun stuff. Uh, If you could please, I guess, like, comment, follow all that uh all that stuff on whatever platform you listen to we really appreciate that let us know what you want to see next you know what episodes you want to hear we're uh we're about to get into the season it's about to get crazy we're going to be pumping out a lot of episodes each week so so definitely uh if you can give us a follow we really appreciate that so that's all we got thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time